everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Revolution in Business podcast, a platform and community where young women are encouraged and inspired to pursue a career in business and rise in leadership. My name is Sahasha Nandela, and I'm your host. This podcast will be a platform in which we discuss and highlight a variety of topics regarding business and invite inspirational guests to learn more about their experiences as female entrepreneurs. As young teenage girls living in the 21st century, we are seeing the power of female entrepreneurship, which is only going to grow from here on out. I'm so excited you have taken the decision to learn more about business through this podcast. Welcome, Soul Sister. Hello, this is Sahasra, and I'm back for another episode of the Hervolution in Business podcast. Today, we will be talking with a special guest, Salima, about building brands and her experiences being a female entrepreneur. Hi, Salima. Thank you so much for joining me today. How has your week been so far? Thank you for having me. My week has been good. It's my birthday this week, so I was able to relax a little bit and see some friends, but now I got to get back to work, so... The fun is over, but it was good. How was yours? It's good. My birthday's actually coming up in a couple of weeks, too. Oh, my goodness. Pretty excited for that. March babies. Yeah, there's so many out there. I know. <laughs> so before we begin, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes. So like you said, my name is Salima. I am a brand developer and strategist based out of Washington, D.C. I am the founder and CEO of a brand consulting firm called You Flourish, where we help people develop, design, and deliver a strong personal or business brand. So that's a little bit about me, but on the work side of things. But on the fun side of things, I love to cook. I actually started a food blog a year ago. I haven't updated it because it takes a lot of time, but <laughs> I spent a lot of time also with my family and my little dog, Bentley. So my life is very full. <laughs> so thank you so much for your introduction. This month is Women's History Month. So I wanted to start off by asking who is an influential woman you look up to in your life? I feel like it's very cliche to say my mom, but I, I truly think my mom is the most influential woman in my life. And I say that for a a lot of reasons. Obviously, she raised me. And just the strength that I've seen her have throughout the years has inspired me to to be a stronger woman, to chase my dreams. And she's just, she moves with grace. And she's she's so talented in so many different areas of life. Like, I feel like there's nothing that that woman can't do. So I feel like that's really helped me realize that I don't have to just do one thing. I can try a bunch of different things and I can be good at a bunch of different things. You know, I don't have to keep myself in a box. So definitely my mom. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like our moms are inspiration, like from a young age, like they're the first people that we see that, wow, we can accomplish something too. Like we can get stuff done. The world is full of opportunities. So that's an amazing uh, choice for your influential woman in your life this month. I'm glad you did not think it was too cliche. <laughs> yeah, it's totally okay. I, I actually think that's the best answer because we start off from our family. Yeah, no, that's very true. Very, very true. So what were your thoughts on entrepreneurship as a teenager? Has building a brand and running your own business been a dream of yours since you were younger? To be honest, no. And I think that is it's great that we're kind of highlighting you know, it's Women's History Month, because I feel like there's a lot of times, a lot of times women felt like certain fields are not for them. 
And the entrepreneurs that I remember seeing growing up, they're all men. Um, and it's just nothing that I felt like I was going to be capable of doing, but it's not necessarily that I was, uh, it's not that I thought I was going to be incapable, but it's just kind of like, this is not in the cards for me. So um, definitely was not the type of kid that dreamed of, you know, starting her own business. But what I did dream about is always making sure that I wanted to have a strong impact of some kind that I wasn't just going to get a job and just work a nine to five and not feel driven and inspired with my job. Like I definitely wanted to find my passion, find my purpose. And hopefully with that, leave a legacy and make an impact on someone's life, if not more than one. So I feel like that is in a sense, the entrepreneurial spirit that was brewing inside of me since I was young, but I didn't know to call it entrepreneurship until I got older. Mm -hmm. So could you explain more about your business, You Flourish Consulting? What services does your business provide? Yeah, so we provide one-on-one -on -one consulting services where basically like most people come in when they have an idea of a brand that they want to start. And a lot of the brands are business brands, but I feel like we also have some people who don't necessarily want to start a business, but they just know that they want to share their skills, share their passions, share their areas of expertise in their jobs or just creating content so that they can, you know, share with others what they know and, and hopefully teach and inspire someone else. So they come in to You Flourish and we take them through what I call the 4D method. And it's four steps that will kind of leave you with the proper footing to keep growing your brand because your brand is never going to stop growing. It's going to, you start thinking about it at some point in time and you do the steps to get it started, but brands shift, they pivot, they grow, they blossom, they flourish throughout your entire life. So um, there's no end, there's no end point, I should say, but there definitely is, we, there's an end point in the starting stages of building the brand. So the first step is discover, finding your passions, finding your skills, finding what's gonna make you unique and stand out. Then the next step is gonna be develop and that's where we kind of fine tune everything. And then design is when we create your website and your logo if you need one, or we talk about social media and how you're gonna get that up and running. And then delivery is basically the strategy to make sure that people see and experience your brand in the way that you want them to. So. That was a little bit long-winded, but to get straight to the point, basically what I do is I help you get a brand ready to launch. <laughs> so what type of support does your business provide in terms of branding? How would you explain the importance of branding to someone new? Yeah, so I the support we provide is really education. We help people recognize what a brand will do for your business or for your career or for your life overall. Um, and, and we do that in a myriad of ways. I feel like all, all of our services are extremely personal. I talk to the clients one-on-one -on -one through calls and just kind of making sure that they understand the value of, of a brand. And the best way I can describe the importance of branding is your business or your career is how you're used. Your job is how you're used, but your brand is how you're remembered. How many different brands or companies do you see that sell the same thing? But we gravitate towards different companies because they have a brand that resonates with us. And it works the same way with people. You know, you can go to a job interview and there's on paper, everybody's the same. But what makes you stand out is your brand. And so the support we provide is making you and helping you understand that you are, you know, capable of having an influential brand and the steps that it does take for you to make sure that you can make it happen. So what was your story behind founding this brand of yours? 
So I was always kind of interested in making in packaging things and making it presentable and making it, you know, um, inspiring people to take part in whatever it is that I was working on. So for example, I used to work in financial aid and recruiting, and I used to love taking on projects that will help showcase the school that I was working for and getting people excited to to come and you know apply and hopefully attend the school so that's kind of when I started to realize that this is something that I love to do and it was during the pandemic where uh well I mean the pandemic is still going on but it was during quarantine um when I was sitting at home and I was working on some classwork and I was like like I didn't feel inspired with my degree anymore and I started asking myself what it is that I'm actually passionate about what 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 makes me happy you know what doesn't give me the dread that I feel when I was writing those essays for you know this degree and granted I was probably tired because it was was been four four long years of college so that's probably had something to do with it but it did spark me thinking about what my actual passions were and that's when you know I was reminded of what I just explained about you know being able to take something and package it and deliver it to somebody um, and I said, oh, that's branding. And I knew to call it that then. And then I said, how do I, I'm just going to take the leap and make a business out of this and hopefully, you know, help someone see the importance and value of, of doing something like that for themselves. So what was stepping into the world of entrepreneurship like for you? Who was your support system during that stressful time? It is stressful. And I, I don't say it's stressful to scare anyone, but it's, it was new for me. And there was a lot of things that I, I had to learn along the way. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it was magic and it was, you know, roses and, and daisies the whole way through. There was definitely some, some, some times where I was like, what did I get myself into? But I had a great support system. I had amazing friends that I would text all the time or call and say, Hey, like, what do you think about this? Or like, I want to try this or I'll, even practice some of the services that I wanted to provide on them, you know, to, to get me started. So it wasn't easy and it still isn't easy, but it was very rewarding to see that I'm doing something that I love and the, the hard work is turning into something that I think is actually making a real impact. That's amazing. I know like being an entrepreneur, you don't work nine to five. You kind of work like all the time and you're your own boss. So you have to like stay committed. You have to like get yourself working and you have to manage a whole company on your own that must be very stressful and I think it's important that as teenagers we start like learning about that because especially what where I go to high school we don't really have a lot of resources for entrepreneurship like we have like one or two clubs but there's not a lot of classes or things we can take to really explore the field so I think it's really important especially through this podcast it's one of the reasons I started it so other people can learn about it in like a comfortable environment where it's not like a class or something stressful where you have to feel like oh I have to get an A on this it's more of like oh I really want to learn about this information for real you know yeah, no, exactly. And I and I think it's really important that, that everybody recognizes that just because it's hard doesn't mean that it's, it can't happen. You have to be willing to, to put in the work and to stay passionate and take care of yourself first. You know, it, like you said, it's not a nine to five and you do wear so many hats when you're starting a business, especially when you're starting it, you know, as a solopreneur, like just by yourself, when you don't have a team or anything like that, which I didn't, you know, especially starting out, I did not. So it's important for you to recognize, okay, maybe I do need to take a break today. Maybe I just need to watch Netflix for a moment and then come back because there's no use burning yourself out, especially at the beginning. You know, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. 
Um, so yeah, I love that you pointed that it's, it's definitely not a nine to five, but at the same time, I definitely try to find times to rest and recharge so that you can actually keep a steady pace and you don't just, you know, burn out and stop altogether. So I read in your story that you were a political science major in college. So what made you really think about moving from something like political science to business, which is a career change, essentially? No, it definitely is. And um, when I first started college, I actually was a communications major. And I was like, okay, I, did, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. And I knew that there, there's a strong possibility that I would want to be involved in some form of government leadership. So I said, this is a perfect opportunity to kind of learn a little bit more, um, especially because I, there, I didn't maximize my learning opportunities in high school as much as I should have. So I said, it's a great time to learn the things that I should have learned before and then just expand that knowledge now, just in case I do decide to you know, step into politics in the future, um, in my future law career. And like I said, it was my senior year and uh, my last two semesters were spent, like my last semester was spent at home. And I was like, okay, I, I'm not, I'm, it's not like I'm bored. I'm just uninspired. And I always knew that if I feel uninspired about something, like find the thing that's going to inspire you because I don't, wasn't that, the, I was never the type of person to kind of just keep going through the motions and just keep chugging along without actually wanting to do what it is that I was doing. So I never changed my degree to business. I never changed my major to business. I just graduated with political science and I think a lot of people, um, I'd love a lot of people to understand that even if you decide to, even if you want to change your career path midway through college or when you're, even when you're finished with college, don't just think that the time spent and the thing that you don't no longer want to do is all a waste because my degree taught me how to write better. It taught me how to communicate my thoughts a little bit better. It taught me how to analyze better, which are all great transferable skills, you know, into the world of business. So I definitely did switch my career, but I, I don't necessarily regret studying what I studied. Mm -hmm. So what were some meaningful experiences you had as a passionate entrepreneur? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think the most meaningful experiences that I've ever had are just interacting with my clients and when my clients have that aha moment and that maybe they were not even a client, just people that came across my content or people that just reached out to me and said, hey, can you explain this a little bit more? And then they're like, oh, wow, like I get it now. That's extremely meaningful to me because it's my dream to make people realize that they can have a brand. So, but I can give a specific example of one of my closest friends who started a brand of his own and just seeing the growth in his own brand through a very short amount of time, just with the ability to just kind of talk with each other and, and say like, hey, like, you know, this is a great way for you to get in front of your audience or try this to see, you know, to, to get more subscribers or, you know, just kind of talking things through and then seeing how talking those things through and working together and supporting each other has actually turned into great success for him. So that's a very specific example, but whenever anybody says, oh, okay, I get it now. It's extremely meaningful to me because I, that's all I want to do is teach and, and, and show people, you know, all about branding. So I want to talk about ways teenagers interested in business can really learn about the secret to living with purpose and passion, which is pretty useful down the path. So what do you think are some great strategies to remind ourselves that we have the capability to accomplish our dreams? 
well, just take a look around you. Take a look at the people that, you know, you're inspired by and, and see like at some point they felt just like you feel, you know, if you feel scared or unsure or just, you, you just feel like maybe you feel like you're too young. Nobody's too young. You know, you got to start somewhere and finding purpose or finding your passion. It's not an overnight thing, but when you keep assessing how you're feeling when you're doing something, when you find the things that are bringing you joy, write it down, you know, remember that you enjoyed this moment. And when things are not that enjoyable, like let's say you have a homework assignment in math that you just don't like, find ways to take skills or take learned lessons by doing the math homework that you hate so that you can apply it to the things that you find joy in. And so that's, I mean, I feel like that's a couple of strategies in one, but really it's just constant self-assessment and self-discovery. Don't let anybody else tell you you can't do something. Don't let anybody else tell you what you should be doing. Cause I feel like that happens a lot too, you know? And when I was in high school, there was all sorts of people that were trying to tell me like, oh, you should be doing this. And it's very easy to say, oh, you think so? Okay, let me try it. But you haven't really thought about that for yourself. So I'll say forge your own path in, in that don't, while I'm saying don't take criticism from other people to heart, don't also just take the path that they're creating for you. Figure out what it is that you truly enjoy and you feel truly feel inspired by, you truly feel, you know, motivated and driven in and just keep doing things that align with what that is. So I have seen that you are planning on launching a new podcast called Brand Bites with Salima. Would you like to describe what this podcast will be about and your mission behind starting this podcast? Yeah, so I wanted to make sure that everybody has a chance to learn about branding in a way that, you know, is, is, is easiest for them and in a way that I think I can do. You know, not everybody scrolls on Instagram all the time. You know, not everybody scroll. I scroll on TikTok all the time, but not everybody does. So I said, you know, maybe it's easier if someone is too busy to spend time on social media they can pop on listen to my podcast while they're doing something that they already like say they're brushing their teeth in the morning and i called it brand bites because i don't want it to be a super long you know super long episodes where people can't accurately grasp the message i'm trying to say if they don't hear the whole thing and I know that people are so, especially in high school, so busy with all sorts of extracurriculars and, and homework. So I said, let me just do little bite-sized pieces of information to help build your brand. So it's easily digestible. And it's like a pun on actual food, like just quick bites, take a quick snack, but it's still going to fill you with the information that you need, especially if you listen to more than one episode and you're taking things and you're kind of building the bigger picture out of it. That's kind of the goal that I had with, with Brand Bites. That's amazing. I will definitely be listening to it once it's launched. I'm so excited. Thank you. So how do you handle stress, anxiousness, competition, or things like imposter syndrome as a CEO? Ooh, I, there's no perfect formula at all because I, I don't think you'll ever stop facing those things, but I do think that there comes a time where you stop letting that control you. And at the beginning, imposter syndrome is huge because it's like, who am I to be telling people about branding when my whole life people have known me as the political science, pre-law, um, future lawyer girl. So it's like, okay, I'm coming out here and telling people that I have something of value to teach them. And they're like, wait, I, I always assume that they're going to say, wait, like, why would you know about this? So at the beginning, it was very difficult to combat those things. Um, 
But then over time, I realized the only way to stop feeling like an imposter is to stop feeling like an imposter, you know, like to, to take charge of your own narrative. You know that you're passionate about this. You know that you know about something that you're trying to teach. Believe that to the core, you know, tell yourself that as many times as you need to and just go out there and do it. And then stress, stress, definitely self-care. Self-care is, is what I've prioritized uh, when it comes to managing stress because the stress is never going to disappear. There's always a problem to solve. There's always more things to be done than there are hours in the day. But if you just take some time to and schedule it, like put it in your schedule, say, okay, Friday at five o'clock, I am going to do yoga. I, whatever it is that you do to unwind or whatever it is that you do to recharge, schedule that and make sure that you do that consistently because then you'll have something to look forward to, something to reward your hard work. Um, and kind of going back to what we were saying about entrepreneurship not being a nine to five, you could easily get yourself into a, a cycle of just working nonstop 24 seven, and you don't take the time to recognize how hard you're actually working. So when you feel like you're overly stressed, take a step back and figure out when's the last time you did something for yourself and schedule something for yourself and I promise you, it's, you're going to instantly feel recharged to keep going, even if the same task, you're going to be doing the same task that was causing you the stress in the first place. Mm -hmm. So to overcome the gender gap in business leadership, it's extremely beneficial to provide young women the tools and resources to efficiently grow their interest in entrepreneurship. So what do you suggest a teenager listening right now do to explore business? What are some action steps they can take to set themselves on the pathway to accomplishing their business goals? Networking is so important. And I uh, was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago saying that I never saw women entrepreneurs, but I wasn't necessarily looking for women entrepreneurs either. I, you know, you're kind of, you can't expect to, to learn things that you don't actually actively go out and explore and look for. So I would literally just start reaching out to people and just say, hey, like, if you have a moment, can you answer this question for me? Or can you tell me more about your story? And I don't want to, you know, make people go back to social media all the time, but I truly, if, if you take the time to go on social media and just find like find hashtags that are in that field that you want to, to the industry or the field that you want to be in and search hashtags and see that there are a lot of leaders that are in that industry, just consume their content, fill your, your feed with inspirational and inspiring and educational um, content. And you'll start to see that, okay, there are a lot of people out here. Now, the, the, the visibility part there, we still do face a huge gap in, in the opportunities to be highlighted, you know, in, in let's say big popular news sources or, or just media in general. That is definitely still the case, but I feel like amplifying your own voice and amplifying the voices of the people that are around you is the best way to kind of fill that gap. So what that means is, if you know your friend is starting a podcast, if you know your friend wants to start a candle making business, if you know your friend wants to, you know, whatever they want to do, be take part in in sharing their stuff, take part in in talking and mentioning their names in rooms that they're not in. Once we do that as women ourselves, we'll recognize that we're a lot stronger together than what we would expect somebody else from the outside to do for us. And I think like, yeah, like it goes back to what I'm saying, like social media, there's plenty of people on social media that are doing amazing, great things. And it's up to us to help amplify all of our voices to have people recognize and see that for themselves as well. Mm -hmm. So any last advice you have for anyone listening right now? Yeah, I... As cliche as it sounds, 
like just keep doing you and just be you. That's the best advice that I can ever give because this is your life. You know, this is your narrative. This is your business. This is your career. Nobody at the end of the day is going to come and pay your bills. Nobody at the end of the day is going to come and show up to your job for you. Nobody's going to come and, you know, work with your clients and customers for you. So don't let those other people stop you from believing in yourself. And it's so much easier said than done, but at, at least try each and every day to fight whatever negative voices you hear in your head and whatever negative energy you're getting from other people fight that with your own self-belief because you have been gifted with talents and skills and things that can change the world and you're going to always face the opposition but when you recognize that you are that capable of a person and that strong and passionate and and powerful of a person if you talk back to yourself with that you know this is me and I'm gonna keep doing me it's going to make a huge difference. And so, like I said, I don't mean to be so cliche, but I've seen the difference in my own life. Cause I used to, I used to watch, I see like Pinterest quotes all the time, like, you know, like be you and live, live a life that's for you. And it is so easy to kind of just like, be like, okay, but what does that actually look like? No, what that really looks like is figuring out who you are, what it is that you want to be, what legacy you want to leave and remind yourself of that each and every time you face somebody or something that tries to steer you away from, from that destination. So that's the best advice that I can leave with you on a overall sense, but on a branding sense, it's finding that one thing that will make you memorable. It could be as simple as your smile. If you know that somebody compliments you all the time on your smile, just keep smiling, you know, find the things that people gravitate towards you for and that's your reputation. That's what you're going to be known for. And that's what's going to help you stand out in the crowd. So that's my branding tip to get you a little bit of both. Those are great strategies. And I think they'll be extremely beneficial. Thank you, Salima, for joining me in today's episode about all things branding and being a female entrepreneur. Happy Women's History Month. And until the next episode, bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this whole episode. You're a real one. If you'd like to support our podcast, be sure to leave us a review and also follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Revolution in Business. We hope you learned a lot about business and women empowerment in today's episode. And we hope to see you in the next one. Bye.